If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for joining us on the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network, also featured on the Roar on 99.1, 93.5, and 94.7 HD2. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Terry, welcome back. Hello, hello, hello. What's <clears throat> happening? All right, so the All-Star Game, typically, is the only one you watch in baseball, correct? That is correct. All right, well, b- bad news. I did not watch. It? I did not watch the All-Star Game last night. I didn't watch much of it. Secondly, um, I think there was uh, what I paid attention to mostly was how they handled the Pujols, Miggy thing. And, you know, the more I thought of it, the more it didn't make sense to me. I'm not sure why Miggy got a special invite when this year isn't his last year. Right now, Pujols is on his last year. He's on this, like, quote unquote, farewell tour. I get it for Albert. <laughs> I just don't get it for Miggy. I'm not understanding it. And kind of where I, I want to take it from there is. Yesterday, Ryan Romani said he, he didn't feel any emotional attachment to Miguel Cabrera. And as someone who's been in sports media uh, and a fan for the longest time, Terry, my question to you is, uh, did Miguel Cabrera taint or hinder his potential legacy, at least in town, with media? Because one, maybe he isn't the best at speaking English, and two, probably wasn't as available as media members would like, but I think that's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, I think he I tries, know? though. But let me educate you young guys about what the All-Star game is about. It's not necessarily about the best players competing against each other. First of all, it's a popularity contest. Who do people want to see play? Um, do you think, you know, how is the starting lineup decided? It's decided by fans. Do you think fans are sitting up there with their stat sheets saying, okay, uh, this guy should get in and this one is more deserving. No, it's who I like, who I want to see play. Um, when I, I think the commissioner, basically what he said was, I want to see Miggy in the All-Star game. Well, God because bless he, him. Because of his legacy, because of what he's done, that's it. This isn't um, like an all-pro selection everything it's a popularity contest and um i think we get a little bent out of shape about who's in it and how people represent it and it's um i would say in the last decade no 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 how about forever this has been the case forever i don't know maybe in baseball Uh, it's always it is a fan vote ever since fan voting became a thing you know at least for me growing up getting to the pro bowl meant something at least in the nfl it did being in the All-Star game meant something, probably pre-2004, 2008. Even though nobody wanted to play in the Pro Bowl? The, as, soon as, I, as soon as I got announced I'm in the Pro Bowl, I'm looking for ways to get out so I don't have to play in this. Well, that's how it is 
I, I would say post 2005, 2006, it's been like that. But it used right the pat in the past it meant something. When? Uh, I mean, Pro Bowls. Uh, we used to quantify players' Hall of Fame resumes with Pro Bowls in the NFL. Uh, with MLB All-Star. No, I think you're confusing that with All-Pro. No, no, no. Pro Bowls. Pro Bowls. How many times were you a Pro Bowler? How many times were you an All-Pro? Uh, that was heavily discussed on ballots from the early 2000s up until the late 2000s. And then we started to see the engagement of fans now as a part of the voting and players just opting out of the Pro Bowl at a higher level than before. And you look at the Pro Bowl now and nobody really cares Nobody cares that you've been to the Pro Bowl uh, two of the last three years in the NFL. Hell, I want to say, I want to say, there's players that make the Pro Bowl <laughs> that if you look, you're like, that's not a Pro Bowl player in your mind, but that's just the reality of the game. That's what it is now. So whether it's in baseball, NBA, we see this a lot in the NBA. I mean, the, theirs is more of a popularity contest than who deserves to be in, for the most part. But typically the 10, 15, 20 best players are typically in the All-Star game. It's just how it works. But, but, you know, the other thing in baseball, and you've had this for many, many, many years, we have to have a player from each team represented. There's plenty of years where the Tigers or maybe the Twins don't have a player that's deserving to be in the All-Star game, but they're still there. So that's why I say it's more of a popularity contest. It's more of how can you get ratings? I just don't take any of this seriously because of the way it's set up. Now, I may take it more seriously if you had like a panel of managers, of players, or media members who are, are really into this, making that selection. But it's the fans. And, and what do the fans get every year? They get like a little um, cheat sheet. Hey, vote for your guy. Vote for your tiger. Make sure your guy gets in. That's not the best player. It's who you want to see in there. So I think this whole thing is a joke. I still respect you. But I just don't take this that seriously because of the way it's set up. No, I don't think anybody takes any of the All-Star games seriously anymore. Yeah. There's no value that, in that. The cockamamie thing, well, you know, if you uh, win in the American League, you get home field advantage when they had that I thought that was the most ridiculous thing ever so here I am a uh, member of the Minnesota Twins my team is 80 games out of first place but I'm up at up at the plate at the bottom of the ninth and if I get a hit I determine if uh, the New York Yankees or the Boston Red Sox get home field advantage I think they removed that a few years they did ago. remove that but yeah. I thought it was another ridiculous thing it just was yeah. one of the layers upon layers of how silly these all-star games are yeah I, I still think look it's the ratings speak for themselves right nobody's watching nobody's watching these all-star games so in my opinion if you want to have respect for your sport a little bit and have Pro Bowls mean something and all-star appearances mean something well, Terry, uh, I think it's simple. I think you brought up a perfect example. Media, credentialed media, players, coaches, executives. Polled voting all together. Who's it? Cool. It's a list. It's announced. And then you host a charity event for maybe an all-star weekend and everybody comes. They relax. They have a all good right. time. Sure. But the idea of a an all-star game doesn't make sense. 
Doesn't make sense in hockey anymore. I, I think, I Doesn't think, make sense in football. I think the leagues need to take a break. That's why they have these. Uh, players are complaining that they're in a grind. So they, they give them a few days off and send them to – Good. The Bahamas. Do, do I, think that's what, that's, I think that's the most important thing for this thing now. And I think they should focus on that. There shouldn't be a game. Do skills competitions. I think people enjoy the skills competitions and the home run derby much more than the game itself. Yes. So focus on that. Give them give them a three, four, five day period off. Invite all the all stars. Right. Treat them well. Uh, bring out food, fan interactions, charity events. Cool. I think that's it. <laughs> the game. I'm no. I'm not watching an all star game. Unless my specific hometown team is represented in abundance and I just have an, a personal interest, right? A selfish interest. Remember the All-Star game where the Pistons 5 made it? Yes. That, four, four of the five. Four, four of the five, excuse me. That, that, that was interesting. Right. Now I'm going to turn this on. I want to see like, what happens. That was interesting to us. That's interesting locally. I, didn't, I bet you the other teams in the Eastern Conference didn't give a fuck. No, they didn't. But so, the other thing about why they want to have all-star games is because if you notice, cities bid on these games. So cities, whether it's right or wrong, believe that these things are providing economic and um, you know e- economic. It does. Uh, benefits it does locally. For so that's why that's why you have the bowl games. The bowl games nobody watches, nobody cares, and everything, but. It means a lot to Orlando. It means a lot to Tampa. It means a lot to Memphis to get fans to come in. Maybe not just for that game, but maybe they'll say, you know what? I like Memphis. I'm going to come back as a tourist. That's why they have bowl games. They don't mean anything. And these all-star games, like I thought when they had the all-star game in Detroit, it gave Detroit a boost, like it gave the Super Bowl a boost because maybe some people are saying, you know what? Detroit's not that bad. I might come back and spend a weekend there. No, yeah, well, you know, you have people in Sacramento, credentialed people saying, oh, well, you know, glad I don't live in Detroit. <laughs> I swear, I, I don't get it. Like, you have to either be really old and your perception of Detroit is from the 60s or 70s, or you're an idiot. Either way, I can't help you. Well, but, but Detroit has a bad reputation. It's going to take decades to erase. Now, I still get this, and it's mostly from older white people. You know, I haven't been in downtown Detroit in 40 years. Damn it, that damn place. <laughs> well, you know what? And I, you know what I say to that? Good. Because that means I can get to all the cool spots without worrying about your old rusty ass, you know, clogging up the doorway. People only hear stories or they only see movies where Detroit is not depicted in a good light. So. No, correct. It's, it is um, what it is. <laughs> it's still... Detroit downtown we'll just talk about downtown because there's two different Detroit's there's the neighborhoods there's downtown Detroit downtown Detroit is one of the safest places in metropolitan Detroit Uh, we got to go on a tour where if you're in downtown Detroit they have this command center and not only can they see you if you're trying to bop somebody upside the head but you're in high death so they say every move you make when you leave a restaurant and you go to a bar or something, they see you. Is that the Project Greenlight? No, is this is, is something different. Pro- Project Greenlight is mostly uh, in the neighborhoods and gas stations, but uh, this one is it's located in one of the bank buildings downtown, and they, they monitor Detroit. There's very little crime in Detroit, but 
If you ask the old people like me, oh, Detroit's one of the most dangerous spots in all of America. But meanwhile, people, no, maybe not like Adam, maybe like at, uh, Maddie. We're or, like the same age. No, no, <laughs> he doesn't go anything. He doesn't do anything. I, I go to downtown Detroit every once in a while. Yeah, every once yeah, in a while. That's not a dog. <laughs> What, on game days when you had to do a broadcast? No, you know, I'll take my wife out to dinner every once in a while. Okay, well, okay. But you <laughs> take advantage of it. Now, it's expensive down there. You know, if Detroit was so uh, criminal or criminalized or dangerous, drinks wouldn't be $15, $20 because the thugs can't afford that. <laughs> it's uh, oh, it's trying God. to be like a baby New York or baby Chicago. Yeah, no. Or something like that. Oh, God. Well, I'll tell you what. When we get back, J.J. Redick had some interesting comments on okay. the young Detroit Pistons roster, the core that they have. Is this the next championship team in town? Taryn, I'll ask you that when we get back. But before we do, Maddie, our good friends over at Cintron. Yes, our friends at the Sports Marketing Agency help spread awareness about mental health and substance abuse. Their new podcast, This is the F Word, helps spread awareness of fentanyl and other addictions. Go to thesportsma.com if you are struggling or know someone who is, and let them know that Woodward Sports sent you. New to the game or a season better? OddsTrader.com has everything you need to make the right bet ahead of kickoff. Begin your handicapping journey with OddsTrader. Improve your edge by finding the best price on every game from sportsbooks in your backyard. Take advantage of the numerous sign-up bonus offers to pad your bankroll. Dive into key game statistics, player performance, and even account for the projected game day weather. Best of all, you can use the Odds Trader Bet Tracker to keep a log of your action. Welcome to Odds Trader, and best of luck. Hi, I'm John from Better A Mortgage, and to me, family is more than blood. That's why I'm the biggest family in Metro Detroit. If you're looking to buy a house or refinance and need a loan, come get treated better than family by me and our entire team here at Better A Mortgage. We pride ourselves on giving you better advice, better service, and a better loan experience. That's why we are Better A. If you're looking for a new mortgage, come get treated like family. Actually, better with Better Rate Mortgage. Visit us at mybetterrate.com or call at 248-480-4467 today. We are the network for Detroit. By Detroiters. Welcome to the Woodward Sports Network. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved, Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 
91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Open all summer long. The Monroe Street Midway is open in downtown Detroit. Enjoy basketball, roller skating, mini golf, art, live music, food trucks, and more. We will be down there this Friday. The bottom line, we'll be down there from 2 to 4 live broadcasting. And after the show, and all week long, Braylon Edwards will be qualifying people to go head-to-head with him for a three-point contest. And if you beat him, ooh, if you beat him, you win $1,000. Somebody should be able to And I don't him. know. I know Braylon played football. I don't know if he can hoop. So to everybody listening and watching right now, that's free fucking money. Like, if I, if I wasn't here, I would be laughing at this. <laughs> like, I, I want to know who's the jackass back there that even, that even like, hey, guys, like, we're just going to give away $1,000. <laughs> can Braylon hoop? I don't know. Football players are kind of stiff. It's your idea, Maddie. I'm sorry. No, it's a stupid it was, idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> I th- we're giving it. Hey, guys, just FYI, we're giving away $1,000. I don't even know if Braylon can hoop. Like, did we just assume because he's an athlete? Listen. God damn it. I, I think we assume because he's black. And he can hoop. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> no. The whole point was when I was talking to Bedrock, they wanted it to be a professional athlete. Yeah, um, that's we great. Braylon, we have Darren McCarty. So, you know what? <laughs> we, again, just say, hey, we want to give away $1,000. <laughs> Maybe Good luck, Braylon. But you know what? Braylon <laughs> is one of those dudes who claims he can do everything. So he'll he'll walk out there you know strutting what? with no shirt on. I heard, and I witnessed also. I heard he sucks at softball, but he's amazing at bowling. Okay. And I can imagine he can hoop. Yes. Maybe I'm racist. I think it's because he is black. <laughs> so, sorry, Dad. <laughs> like, yeah. He's. Uh, I hope he can hoop. I've never seen. Congratulations him, so. to everybody who will enter. Congratulations. Probably gonna win a thousand dollars. He unless Braylon can hoop. He didn't seem too worried when he I He seemed him confident. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was oh, very like, hey, confident. So you know. in everything. I was like, hey, just so you know, this, this three-point contest, this it's is It's a three-point <laughs> contest. It's not a dumb contest. I said, hey, B, this is you. And he goes, oh, all right, I got this. And all I was right. like, all right. All right. <laughs> you know who the worst Honestly, basketball players Honestly, I hope somebody wins and gets a thousand. Wrestlers are the worst basketball Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That makes sense. Oh, God. Speaking of uh, Jeff, you should play hoops. anyways, but you just can't win the thousand. Yeah, Jeff, you can enter, but you just you're not gonna win. I I know like eight people here. What would sports that would be better? At yeah, we got a point. bunch of hoopers yeah. here. Yeah. Woodward, All right, so. here, let's chill. You know what? I'm gonna see if uh, we can special invite Koo and have him just <laughs> have him be there. He'll he'll run the whole court, but whatever. Let's no, move on. No, they would they would shut it down because <laughs> they would think it's uh, fixed. Yeah, they. They, they look at him and, and think he's a, a Golden State Warrior basketball player. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right, There's well. Why would you guys bring out Clay Thompson? This is not fair. <laughs> yeah, you know, at least we're being fair, right? We have Braylon out there. So there's like a legit, legitimate chance he can win the thought. Uh, look, I've never so seen Braylon who? Braylon, I hope you can Neither play basketball. All right, well, that's that's the kind of decisions we're making. But have you seen me hoop? No, but can I? Yeah. I'm not going to take your word for I that. I used to play basketball. You used to play basketball. Yeah. Everybody used to play. Yeah, I, I used to play basketball. I would not. All right, anyways, moving just on. Saying, none of us are still Somebody who right actually now. played basketball, JJ Reddick. don't have. JJ Reddick. <laughs> Terry uh, said that he's excited for the Pistons Young Court. He said one of the more exciting teams 
to watch over the next two to three years and that he believes in the next two to three years they will be one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, first, your thoughts. Uh, do you agree? And second, is this the next championship team in town? Well, yes and no. Uh, a, I buy what Jay, Jay Reddick is saying. Uh, I am excited about the Pistons, their young core, and the other thing that I don't, I do know, but I don't know, I do know that Troy Weaver has got some other things cooking for the next two or three years is going to make this team better. I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, that's something you can't predict. So I'm bullish on the Pistons. Um, I'm glad that we have a innovative guy instead of trying to do things the, the old way, the Stan Van Gundy way that just wasn't working here. Um, but I think the next championship is going to be the Wings. Um, I I believe more in Steve Eisman. I think his, um, you know, he's got the thing that Steve Eisman doesn't have to worry about. He doesn't have to worry about management getting involved. The thing that I fear, and I think it's a small chance, but there's still a chance. I, I think Tom Gores or somebody in the front office still could get involved and say, well, no, Troy, we want to do this. I want to bring in this superstar, and it could mess up everything. Steve Eisenman has got carte blanche. He can do whatever he wants. If he wants to, if he wants to destroy Little Caesars Arena and start all over, they'll let him do it. Uh, I do agree with you on the next championship team being the Red Wings. I think they're further along than anybody. Uh, that can change in the next year, two years, uh, depending on teams uh, and the moves they make. Uh, what the Pistons do, what the Lions potentially do, who knows how their players work out, how the players they've drafted develop. Uh, that all matter. We're not going to be talking about the Tigers winning a championship for the next 30 years, guys, so uh, I'm not even going to waste my time there. Yeah, the Red Wings, to me, are that next-in-line team for a championship. But Is Alavila going to be here in 30 years? Yeah. yeah he'll could be. be. Now, he could be dead, and he would still be the GM. <laughs> Chris would be sitting there at his grave. And, Al, what do you think of this player? Yeah, man, I agree. Yes. Here's your next check, bud. Mm. Alavila is not going anywhere anytime soon. And for the life of me, I don't understand. We'll do that later. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we'll do that later. Uh, I think he's right 100%. This will be one of the more exciting teams over the next two to three years. You have a an up-and-coming selfless individual who could be a superstar in Kate Cunningham. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that this upcoming season likely could give you 20 to 22 points a night, six to seven rebounds, six to eight assists. Th that's insane for me to even comprehend for a Detroit Pistons basketball player, let alone at his age. You have Jaden Ivey, who is over-athletic. I mean, you talk, you, you've seen the sample size, yes, in the Summer League, yes, at Purdue, but you've seen this, you've at least seen it now. He jumps out of the court. His athleticism is, he's typically the most athletic player on the court at any given moment. Yeah, he, he needs uh, a new brand of gym shoes. Probably. Because they can't keep him upright the dude's on the floor all the time fair fair but you see it and then you have Sadiq Bey who is just who embodies like what hard work means a guy that's taking his craft seriously trying to become a better player and a guy that's probably going to get you buckets this year uh, there's no younger core I'm excited about given the sample and the evidence we have than what the Pistons have 
Cleveland, I think, is a super close second. I wouldn't be mad if anybody said Cleveland over uh, Detroit. I totally get it. But I don't think outside of Cleveland, there's anything else better. Don't tell me Orlando. Don't tell me Houston. It's all unproven. Sadiq Bey going into his third season now. Kate, his second season. Jaden Ivey is the rookie. He's the young one of the group. And Kate Cunningham is the best player out of any of those teams that I've mentioned at his age and at where he's at in his career. It's not even close. So none of those teams have Kate Cunningham, and they would all love to have him. I think that's a good start for the Pistons. It is a great start. Another thing is that your young leader, Kate Cunningham, is mature. He's not a guy that when you talk to Kate Cunningham, what's uh, what's most important for you? Ah, going to the club and hanging out and doing my thing, which he probably does, but that's not what is most motivates him. Uh, for instance, James Harden. Let's say James Harden is your leader. Uh, this, this, he's an older player, but maybe until recently, I still think his main thing was let me go out, go to the club, look good, get my beard oil on, and get my thing on. And Kate Cunningham, <clears throat> I think he wants to win a championship, which is rare because with me dealing with NBA players, normally – up until age 27, they just want to get paid. Let me get my money. Let me, let me hook up mom and pops. Let me go out and be high profile. And then at age 27, they start talking about, oh, I don't have a ring. So now I got to get a ring. Kate Cunningham has started that process early. Speaking of which, when we talk about talent, I don't think you've had this talented of a player and could be players with Jalen, uh, uh, Jaden Ivey now, but let's just focus on Cade. I don't think you've had that kind of player since Hill. Yeah, I would, and I, prior I, to him, I, Isaiah. I would say Grant Hill. Easily. So Grant Hill is your last <clears throat> uber athletic, talented, superstar potential player you've had. You've had a, you had a lot of star. I would quantify Ben Wallace as a star. Uh, he was a star player. You don't but win, in a different way. But in a different way, yeah. yes. Not, because he did everything nobody else in the league wanted to do. Or could do, to be honest with you. Well, at least defensively. They, they didn't want to do it. That's why they couldn't do it. And then you have, yeah, you, had, you just had a core of really good players. And I think Ben was your star. I think he's the only one you could label as a star. Chauncey wasn't a star in his own right. Sure, you want to give him credit. Rip, was Rip a star, Terry? I, I wouldn't quantify him as a as a star this is a basketball team that hasn't had that since grant hill but i do think that what uh rip hamilton did was um you know people kind of overlooked it oh absolutely. i mean the way he played um you know speaking of not wanting to do that nobody wanted to run off four or five picks per possession and then come back the next possession and do it again and then score we took for granted you know, when he scored 20 points, he's like, ah, big deal. That's just what he does. But um, star, I would say Rip was a star, but not a superstar. Not that tier one guy that you're talking about. There's a bunch of stars in the, in the league, and I think it's all your interpretation, but they're not superstars. And nobody in that Pistons team was a superstar. Yeah, none of them were, and that's what made them so special, right? Uh, they're going to work Pistons. I, I, I still think Ben Wallace was a star defensive player of the year, what, three consecutive years? Yeah, I think four times. Four, four times, yep. Yeah. So it's 
that's a star to me. You go back to the Bad Boy Pistons, that was a team full of stars. Rodman, in my opinion, was a star. I know he won't get the credit, but him, Lambeer was a star. Rodman was a star. Dumars, I mean, damn it, he was up there. I'm not going to knock anybody for saying he was or wasn't. And Isaiah, clearly, the superstar on that team. But that was a loaded team. It was, and it went nine deep. So you had Mark McGuire, who was a twenty-point-a-game scorer in Dallas, coming off the bench a lot of times. Uh, sometimes you had Dennis Rodman coming off the bench. It all depends. They they kind of went in cycles about who was going to start and who wasn't going to start. Another guy that was damn good that he gets no credit and probably doesn't deserve it was James Edwards. James Edwards, he averaged like. 10, 12 points a game. So you think, big deal. But the baskets, when he scored those baskets, meant a lot. He's the one that got the game going for the Pistons. He would always routinely score like 8 to 10 points in the first quarter, and then you didn't hear from him. But the Pistons needed that jolt to get going, to be engaged in games, and James Edwards gave that to him. But is he a star? No, he, he's not, but he was very important to the process. I think that's fair. Well, I'll tell you what, Terry. Notre Dame, uh, pretentious, uh, stubborn, on their high horse as a, as a university. Uh, they're looking to get $75 million to stay independent. That's their goal. They want to stay independent. Why? I'm not sure. I, I, I truly don't understand it, but you know what? We'll get into that conversation in just a bit. Before we do, though, Maddie, could you tell everybody the, about the best defense on and off the field? Yes, I can. Summertime is here, and that means spending more time outside. Let Guardian Alarm give you peace of mind while you're out enjoying the sunshine. Just give them a call at 1-800-STAY-OUT yeah. today, and you can rest easy knowing you have 24-7 protection. That's 1-800-STAY-OUT right Damn. now. Let them know that Woodward Sports sent you. <laughs> Hi, my diamonds. It's Crystal with an X. You want to get hot and perfect like me? Here's my super easy routine. <laughs> Drink at least a gallon of water before you wake up. <laughs> Attach a weight to everything in your house. Hello? Sell your car and just sprint everywhere. Scream when you exhale. <laughs> Don't follow Crystal with an X. Do your own thing at Planet Fitness with tons of equipment and free fitness training in our clean and spacious clubs. Join now for just $10 a month and cancel anytime. It's a great day to get some Centron in your life. Ah, okay, okay, okay. There it is, there it is. Centron, here we go. Gotta grab the cranberry. Oh wait, it's two for four. Gotta double up with the classic as well. Centron world, baby. Centron, available at select Kroger's, and if you wanna know how, go to atcentronworld.com. You get dope like me. You know what? Why wait? Great taste, guaranteed. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, 
achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Woodward Avenue, the first paved road in America. Woodward Sports, the first sports network born in Detroit and made for Detroit. When you need apparel, there is only one place to go, and that's Big Frog and Novi. And guess what? Right now, they're giving away free Woodward Sports t-shirts all month long. That's right. I said free Woodward Sports t-shirts all month long. All you have to do is stop in, let them know we sent you, and they'll print you one on the spot. So go to Big Frog and Novi today, get your free t-shirt, or visit them online at bigfrog.com novi. How nice of them is that? That's incredible. Oh, yeah. Love Big Frog. Everybody at Big Frog are amazing. Terry, Notre Dame. Yes. So before we get into the details of how much they want, why they want to stay independent, I I do believe, and by the way, they have the number one rated recruiting class as of right now for 2023. I could be wrong. It might be 24. But as of right now, they are recruiting at an insane level. They are spending upwards more than Georgia even, LSU even, in terms of NIL. Uh, Notre Dame's committed to Marcus, their new head coach. And I I think they're going to be in a good position. Having said that, I don't believe they will ever achieve what they say they want to achieve without joining the Big Ten. The Big Ten is the perfect marriage. And if they look at the Big Ten, I know they're looking to get, what, $75 million from NBC to stay. But that's such short-term thinking. In a few years, the Big Ten deals will be done. They're going to renegotiate. And Fox is going to pay roughly 100 to $110 million per university. That'll be the payout from the TV rights deals and the media deals. Right now, it's about 60 to 70. And if I'm Notre Dame, how I'm not jumping on this Big Ten train with USC and UCLA? Like, again, you want to talk about money? Notre Dame will make more money playing every other year against Michigan to start the year. Make more money playing UCLA every other year, USC every other year, or maybe Michigan every season, since that's a rivalry I think people love to watch. Make it a night game, it's a spectacle. How they don't want to join or are playing hardball to join the Big Ten is beyond me. They are some of the most ignorant, stubborn pieces of shit in college football, in my opinion. I might be very mean right now, but I don't care. Terry? You're probably right, but I, I think what's happening here is the Nebraska and Penn State factor are, are happening. Um, before joining the Big Ten, Nebraska and Penn State 
were national powers. They were every bit, maybe a, a step, half step behind of what Alabama is now. Um, but how long ago though, right? Hang on. But when they joined the Big Ten, they were just one of the gang. And maybe Notre Dame looked at that and said, you know what? Yeah, we might get paid, but we don't want to be an afterthought. My question to you is, mm -hmm. and I'll be fair, do I think USC, Notre Dame, Michigan, Miami, Oklahoma, now Bama because of Saban, Georgia, Clemson, these are the big jobs in the country. These are some of the top 10, top 12 jobs in the country. I do. Absolutely. And I do think Notre Dame is part of that. I don't believe Wisconsin has ever been that outside of when they had success. And Notre Dame is still a top program without success. Have they won a lot of regular season games? Sure, but they've made the college football playoffs how many times? It's not like they're there year in and year out and they're competing at the top. They're always just out because they're not in a conference. Does USC's brand or its ability to become a, a super, super wanted, super needed sports brand, is that affected by them going to, uh, going to the Big Ten and having to compete with a Michigan, Ohio State? I think they're gonna be just fine. Would you agree? I, I would agree with that, but I'm, I'm trying to think about the fear factor that Notre Dame may have. But I, if, again, if we agree that they're both top 12 jobs, I, I believe Notre Dame have nothing to fear. If anything, this elevates them to a new level. And I'm sorry, Notre Dame is a good football program. They are. But, the big but is they need to be playing good football teams more consistently, not the ACC schedule that they have, and then a bunch of out-of-conference games that they schedule that nobody cares about. Beating Michigan in, in September, October, potentially Penn State every other year, Ohio State every other year. What more do you want if you're Notre Dame? Your meal ticket is in the Big Ten. I think their meal, they feel their meal ticket is NBC. Yeah. Uh, when you look at who are the most influential people in sports, it's not your superstars, it's not your general managers, it's not your club presidents, it's the TV executives. So if NBC is saying, Notre Dame, you got us and we got you, that's pretty powerful right there. What, what other school can have its own network? Nobody. It's just I Notre Dame. Not even Bama's pulling that off. Well, I don't think it's in their interest to. Uh, in Notre Dame, again, it's such a – they're such a secluded – group of individuals such a a tight-knit you know cl close-minded community in the sense of what they are uh especially all their alma mater but terry I, I look at notre dame when brian kelly took over charlie weiss in three seasons had won 13 games three seasons prior and the first two seasons of brian kelly they won 16 eight and five eight and five and then they went 12 and one nine and four eight and five ten and three one bad year under Brian Kelly at four and eight, and then ten and three, twelve and one, eleven and two, ten and two, eleven and one. Now you have Marcus Freeman as your head coach, and I think he'll continue. He will continue what Brian Kelly has helped establish at Notre Dame, but it only takes two consecutive down years not involved in the Big Ten for all this to go away, because prior to 
Brian Kelly, you were six and five, five and seven, three and nine, seven and six, six and six, five and six, nine and three, five and seven. And guess what? They You're, still survived that to become. They did because of the brand. And that's why it kills me because I believe they can elevate their brand by joining the Big Ten. And I think the Big Ten, if I'm honest, do not need Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame need the Big Ten much more if they want to reach the goals that they say they do. Now, if you want to get this nice contract from NBC, be my guest, no problem. I have no issue with that at all. Oh, at all. But don't complain like a bitch at the end of the season when people like me are saying, yeah, I'd rather have Oklahoma State. I'd rather have a second-place Big Ten team, a second-place SEC team over your stupid fucking program in the college football play. Yeah, but who's going to get in? You may want something, but who's going to get in over the second-place Oklahoma State? Notre Dame will. Notre Dame will actually get in ahead of a second-place Oklahoma State. It's almost like Notre Dame's uh, Oklahoma State, conference. yes, but the Big Ten and SEC, nine out of ten times, <clears throat> they will choose the second-place team for the college football playoff over a Notre Dame. That's the reality. Not their 12-1. and one. Not their plan that's chump schedule and win a bunch of games. But that's the thing. That's what this will continue to be, a chump schedule. And then they expand the college football playoff, let's say, right? We get to 12, 16 teams. And you have your super conferences. Wait, so you have super conferences. And me, I have to be fair. Let's say I'm a Penn State. I'm in Iowa, a Florida. Let's say in LSU and I'm on the cusp. You're going to put Notre Dame in? And I have to play fucking Georgia, Alabama, Penn State, Ohio State, LSU. I have to play all these teams. The teams, the five games I played this year alone are more difficult than they've played in the last 15 years combined. And you're telling me they're going to get in the college football playoff because they beat Texas Christian? Oh. Yeah, because guess what? They beat Navy? People want to see Notre Dame in a national I, championship game more than they want to see Iowa. Why? So Manti Taylor's girlfriend who doesn't exist? Uh, that was a long time ago. And then they get blown out by Bama 40-3 to in the freaking college football so championship Iowa game? So going to get blown out 40-3. to Everybody's going to get blown yeah. out 40 to 3. So you may as well see Notre Dame do it. Now, yeah. the, the other people who are critical in this, and I've always believed this, Notre Dame has what I call a Notre Dame mafia. And these, these are highfalutin fans who live in the Chicago area. They dictate everything that, well, most of the things that Notre Dame believes in. These Notre Dame mafia people don't want Notre Dame in the conference. They don't want them in the Big Ten. So those are the people we need to, to communicate with. Now, I think Notre Dame and the Big Ten benefit by having Notre Dame in the conference. Uh, the Big Ten benefits because now all of a sudden you have another high-profile team that even if it sucks year, you know, for a, a couple years, it's still Notre Dame. And that's my USC point. USC is still USC. That's my point. They have brand equity. Michigan State, what's Michigan State trying to do right now? They're trying to build brand equity. Yes, they want to win football games. But more importantly, Michigan State is trying and wanting to become a program where any head coach would want to take a job there. Texas is still appealing even though they've sucked all these years. Miami, the same thing. USC, the same thing. They can attract Lincoln Riley and suck for the last 10, 12 years. No problem. Mm -hmm. That's what Michigan State wants to become. I believe Notre Dame is technically already there. But you allow this super conference to happen, and you're still independent. 
Uh, well, maybe it's a joke it, to me. It, and it, if I'm the college football playoff committee, because you know what, Terry? Tomorrow, I, we'll do this for tomorrow. I remember uh, last week you told me to come up with uh, my proposed conference, super conference. Oh, yeah, that's me. right. And we what it would look that. like and how the committee would work out. I will present that on the show tomorrow to you. Okay. Okay. And I'll explain why it hurts Notre Dame. It doesn't benefit them if they're out of it. Fair? Fair. No, but sometimes uh, tradition, the word tradition can hurt you. Because I'm sure Notre Dame is thinking, you know, this is the way it's always been. We've been independent. And the world passes you by. The world changes. And if you don't change with it, guess what? You get trampled. Um, Because I knew people growing up in the day, I'm not going to use a computer. Well, guess what? They didn't use a computer, and they got passed over for jobs. They got passed over for promotions. They were all pissed off. But you did not elevate with the times. Um, Things are different now. And Notre Dame appears to to have that old school, we're old fart. No, it's not even old school. It's old fart mentality. We're old farts, and we're not going to adjust because you know what? We're freaking Notre Dame, and well, we don't have to do that. They won 11 games last year, and prior to their bowl game, they had the 37th ranked strength of schedule. Cincinnati, prior to their college football playoff game, had the 56th. At the end of the year, obviously after they played actual good teams and lost, Notre Dame ranked 21st in strength of, uh, strength of schedule, Cincinnati 29th. Cincinnati is closer to Minnesota, and Notre Dame is closer to freaking Iowa, Tennessee, Indiana, Utah, Mississippi State. But don't you think a part of this is the fear factor? Notre Dame is scared of something. Of what? They're scared of the Big Ten. No, now, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be, but they are. Check this out. I'm Notre Dame, right? And I think I'm the baddest ass in the country, right? So instead of playing a heavily Big Ten schedule, I'm going to mess around with the weak-ass ACC. They're scared of something. They associated themselves with a conference that's not in their backyard, that shouldn't even be in their wheelhouse. ACC. You ready for this? What? This is their schedule this year. They open up on the road at Ohio State. Thank God. Thank God. Tough game. Thank you. And that'll be one of the highest viewed games of the weekend. Right. If not the highest viewed weekend. Thank you. One of the highest viewed for the season. Absolutely. They play Marshall, Cal, North Carolina, BYU, Stanford, UNLV. Syracuse, Navy, Boston College. Then they're home to Clemson because of the ACC schedule. Right. Okay, And then they're on the road to USC, who we would be laughing at if it was on the schedule prior to Lincoln Riley going there. Right. And they scheduled that prior to Lincoln Riley. So it's not like they went out and said, oh, we're, we're going to play a Lincoln Riley football team. Yeah, probably they don't want to play that game. They probably that. don't even want to play it anymore. <laughs> but it's all good. Sean Payton says he's... Looking to return to coaching sooner than later. Uh, what that means for a few teams in the NFC. Yeah, that was quick. Are you surprised? <laughs> no. I w- if I'm a successful coach, I, will, I wouldn't want to have to deal with, uh, uh, honestly, a rebuild once my franchise quarterback leaves. Uh, that's always a tough transition. Not many coaches can have success once their quarterback leaves. It's just difficult. But before we go, Maddie, could you tell everybody at home about the ciabattas over at Big Boy? Yes, I can. Ciabattas, summer salads, hand dip shakes, all at Big Boy. Try out their chicken club, chicken cordon bleu, or sunrise ham and cheddar, all on their grilled ciabatta bread. 
Don't forget they have a Michigan apple salad, chicken Caesar, and Greek salad as well. And don't forget to cool off with a nice hand dip cookies and cream strawberry shake. You heard it here first. Summer just got better at Big Boy. It's Feldman's Carmageddon, the four-day used car super sale. We're putting an end to high prices. Four days of the best deals with more than 3,000 used cars, trucks, and SUVs. Carmageddon starts July 21st at eight convenient locations. If you're tired of not being able to get the car you want, then shop Feldman's Carmageddon, the four-day used car super sale. Hurry in while supplies last. Fellas, let's be honest. We like things to be easy. We like simple stuff, like sports seven days a week. We like things uncomplicated, like Lady Jane's haircuts for men. Open 10 to 8, seven days a week. Walk in anytime. Sign in, sit down, watch your favorite team play. And before you know it, your hair will be game ready. Open 10 to 8, seven days a week. Walk in anytime. Lady Jane's haircuts for men. It's wicked awesome. Life is full of hard choices. We're here to make one of life's biggest decisions as simple as possible. My name is Christina Gennari, and for over 20 years, I've helped hundreds of families buy and sell homes. We cover all of Metro Detroit and more, from large luxury homes to starter homes. We will work hard to make sure that you get the home of your dreams. So if you're in the market today or even thinking about buying or selling in the future, make the obvious choice. Christina Gennari, the obvious choice in real estate. Visit us at soldchristina.com today. The only sports network in Detroit that starts with a W. You know, because we win. Woodward Sports, Detroit's winning sports network. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. Also featured on the Roar on 99.1, 93.5, and 94.7 HD2. What you looking at, Terry? No, I'm just looking at your enthusiasm, and it's contagious. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to know. So Terry mentioned if we're watching, uh, the, what is it, the captain? The captain. So I know Mazes. Oh yeah. And I know oh, he's, oh, I know oh yeah. He's I'm surprised Maz hasn't had a viewing party. Oh, he, I, well, he can't. Not publicly. No, oh, he okay. can't do that. Because he's watching with Vaseline napkins. You know the deal. No. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. I don't get it. So my Yankee. First of all, 
Uh, I think what, Derek Jeter is one of the ten best leaders of a ball club franchise, any sport, in the last 40 years. Mm -hmm. I, I do think he's that important. To be in a big market like New York and to be the captain and to deal with all the pressure, all the media, and basically over a 20-year career, never said anything. <laughs> That's that impressive. <clears throat> That's impressive. But this is why when people say he's overrated, I don't get mad at them. I don't. He's getting a seven-part series as, as if he was like Michael Jordan right. or LeBron. I'm, I'm not going to say he's overrated, but I don't understand a seven-part series on Derek Jeter. And overrated can be taken in multiple ways. I don't believe as a player he was overrated. 3,000-plus hits, fantastic player, uh, very good infielder at the shortstop position. Uh, he, he was vital. But also context matters, right? Like, What are we talking about? Uh, this is a guy who should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer, but a, a documentary series as if, like, he has... What was so difficult? Playing with Alfonso Soriano, Mariano Rivera, Alex Rodriguez, just to name a few, Andy Pettit, having the unlimited <laughs> funding <laughs> from your ownership, like, uh, is beyond me. I'll never understand it, so out of respect, I'm just going to let it go, whatever. I, I really don't care. I'm not going to watch it, though. Well... I watched part one, and what I learned is he sucked his, uh, in the minor leagues. He sucked when he came into the league. He was, he was an 18-year-old kid. Yeah. I, I, I didn't need to see that. Because they want you to have the feel-good story of, oh, look at this little kid that sucked in 18, and now he's I, a hero, I, and he's you know what? the I god of baseball. In one, you want to do a documentary, fine. I could do it in one show. Let's do when they won championships. Let's do the... I didn't give the New York media anything, the scrutiny. Let's do the rumors. There were rumors about him, mm -hmm. even though he didn't say anything. Let's just hold it at that, do it, and call it a day. But they want you to be hooked on him, so they got to start when he was young and sucked, and now he's coming up, and he says, oh, God, angel of baseball, sure, and I, look yeah, at but, him, the nice you know boy of New York. Don't bore me. I could understand the last dance being multi- yeah. um, Facet, even though it was a bunch of bull in that thing. But I can understand that. But one dude, because he played New York, because mm -hmm. he played shortstop, it was his childhood dream. I don't get it. But uh, maybe I should back off that because they were able to sell it. Uh, some advertisers bought into it, and that's probably the main thing that happened right there. People say, okay, you know what? I'll put a few thousand dollars or a few hundred thousand dollars to promote this show. So that's why, you know, everything always boils down to money. And that they don't need to get great ratings for this. They just need to find somebody who says, I believe in that show enough that I'm going to advertise on it. But looking at it journalistically, looking at it as someone who's a follower of sports, I don't get it. He does not deserve a seven-part series when you were it's just because he's about a Yankee. Content. It's because he's a Yankee. But Sean Payton in the news? Yes. I uh, said he'd like to return sooner than later. Uh, he's not sure which club it is, but I have inside information. Oh, you? Oh, I can't wait. I do. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Well, if you got to stand up, then this is official. This is official. Are you gonna squat or? Stand let's give up. let's give a round of applause first, everybody. Let's start. Let's start. Round of applause. <laughs> round of applause to Mr. Mike McCarthy. 
out in Dallas who will be out of a job at the end of the season. <laughs> no matter what happens this season for the Dallas Cowboys, because Jerry Jones will pursue Sean Payne, and he will fire and get rid and move off of Mike McCarthy. This is a team in Dallas that had moments last season that were, were okay. I think they have an, a nice up-and-coming young coordinator in Kellen Moore. Uh, definitely a guy who's probably going to get looks at for a job sooner than later, but this is the perfect fit. And there's no fit in the NFL right now outside of Dallas that works for Sean Payton. Culture fit. He's always talked about the Dallas job. Familiar with Jerry Jones. Good friends with Jerry Jones, actually. And when I look at Sean Payton, what do I want to go into? I want to go into a situation where I don't have to teach a young quarterback what to do. Is Dak Prescott my cup of tea? franchise quarterback no but he's the technical definition of it because he'll be your quarterback for 10 12 years you'll win divisions you'll win playoff games now can you win a super bowl with dak prescott i'm not sure to be determined to be determined i'm not going to rule it out because if you bring in a coach like a sean payton you upgrade the roster you surround him with more talent especially on the defensive side of the ball well anything's possible you gotta throw in one more thing go ahead the mentality of sean payton is this i'm such a good coach dak Prescott is going to be a much better quarterback under my tutelage. So you got to throw the ego in there. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to make him a better player. And I think he will, though, right? If I would have... Look, I, I don't want to bring up Stafford right now, but I'm just going to for example's sake. Were you confident, or I should say more confident, in Matthew Stafford when Sean McVay was his head coach prior to results? Were you more confident in what he could do when Sean McVay was his coach? Or Jim Caldwell, or Matt Patricia, or Jim Schwartz. Like, there's a, a significant difference. And that's why when you have a coach like Andy Reid, everybody blasted the, the Chiefs for taking Patrick Mahomes and trading up after they went 12-4 and with Alex Smith. And there were the smart ones that looked at it and said, well, Andy Reid is arguably one of the five greatest offensive innovators and coaches of all time. There's no doubts. He made Donovan McNabb look like the bee's knees. McNabb was a good quarterback. Well, I didn't he, know you know that phrase. Not bad, huh? The bee's knees. All right. <laughs> I haven't heard that in decades. <laughs> well, the point is, coaching matters in the NFL, especially offensive coaching for quarterbacks. And last season, under Anthony Lynn, were any of you confident in Jared Goff? No. Should you have been? No. Are you a lot more confident in Jared Goff now that Ben Johnson is the O.C.? After everything you saw at the end of last season. A little bit, but I'm still not you're more, convinced. But you're more confident, <clears throat> right? Got a little bit more f fizzle. And I would be more confident in Dak Prescott if his coach wasn't Jason Garrett or Mike McCarthy. And it actually was Sean Payton. I think Dallas is the perfect fit. So, again, just from now, congratulations to Mike McCarthy. You will be the hell out of the NFL. Goodbye. That that's done, sealed, delivered. We all know it. Uh, you can see past it. Jerry Jones is sitting on his yacht right now, like, oh man, let me tell you. <laughs> After this season, I'm gonna get me Sean Payton. <laughs> We're gonna win a Super Bowl. <laughs> no, Mike oh, McCarthy God. lost me when he was in Green Bay. They played a game at uh, Ford Field, and all they had to do was pass the ball to kick the Lions' ass because the Lions' secondary was struggling and everything. But he came in and said, I'm going to establish the run. He ran the whole game and ended up losing the game. And there was no reason for Green Bay to lose that game. But 
because of Mike McCarthy. That's why they lost that game. So, um, yeah, he lost me a long time ago. I just think he's – I'm not going to call him – I'm not, not going to put him in the bulbous category, but he's a little bit on the mediocre side, maybe the overrated side for me. One of the things I noticed, uh, especially when, when it comes to football, is when you have uh, a situation like Mike McCarthy had, right, Aaron Rodgers, and it ended the way you did. It's, it's like a divorce. I'm in a relationship. I get a divorce. Okay? It happens. Uh, I move on, and I find hyper-success in my career, and I am now dating or engaged or, let's say, married again to somebody who is also successful and much better looking than my previous uh, partner. Like Matt. Right? So, <laughs> here we are. Right? Right. And, but my, my former partner is now with another individual who is not as successful, not as attractive. And she's and, become a hag. And she's become a hag. <clears throat> also like Maddie. Also like Maddie. <laughs> Going nowhere in life. Like, here we are. So, the point is, when you leave Aaron Rodgers and he upgrades to Matt LaFleur and they win 13 games for three straight seasons, how does that make you look? Two NFC Championship appearances. How does that make you look? makes you look like a bad coach and then you go to dallas and the nfc least as we call it because one of the worst divisions in football and you win the division and your division is sporadic. it's sporadic and consistent and you won your division congratulations dallas uh, i think sean payton's the perfect fit and if you were to tell me that the dallas cowboys were to get to an nfc championship game in the next three years I would tell you it's because Sean Payton is their head coach. It makes sense to me. I think Sean I Payton's a perfect. I will not argue with you about that. It is perfect. All right, well, this is America's team is high profile, and Sean Payton, I think, likes the high profile. He wants that job. He wants that job 100%. Top of the hour coming up. Miguel Cabrera's legacy, but more importantly, uh, Al Avila is still the GM of the Detroit Tigers, and it's very difficult for me to go in morning without bitching about it. So. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm going to give you a prize if you can go through the whole segment without calling Al Avila fat. That's not going to happen. I'm not getting a prize. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> i got to tell you about my bookie. Bet from anywhere, anytime using my bookie. Sign up today if you haven't already using promo code Woodward. They'll match your first deposit. Whether you want to bet on the future MLB games upcoming, I believe a doubleheader on Thursday for the Detroit Tigers against the Oakland Athletics. If you want to jump on that now, probably bet the Tigers to lose considering they suck. Having said that, get to my bookie. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. It took exploring 50 different formulas and hosting countless taste tests, but we believe Gypsy Vodka is the smoothest vodka on the market. Don't believe us? Ask the owners. We're Mike and Adam Kazanowski with High Five Spirits Distillery. We're in close to about 1,200 locations throughout Michigan. We wanted to create a brand that was geared more towards freedom, love, adventure, and at the end of the day, we really wanted to tell a story that inspired other people to take risks, follow their dreams, whatever that might be. New to the game or a season to better? OddsTrader.com has everything you need to make the right bet ahead of kickoff. Begin your handicapping journey with OddsTrader. Improve your edge by finding the best price on every game from sportsbooks in your backyard. Take advantage of the numerous sign-up bonus offers to pad your bankroll. Dive into key game statistics, player performance, and even account for the projected game day weather. Best of all, you can use the Odds Trader Bet Tracker to keep a log of your actions. 
Welcome to Odds Trader and best of luck. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You have an opinion? Make sure it's seen and heard. Hop on the YouTube chat, slide in the DMS at Woodward Sports on all social media. If you are looking for somewhere to enroll your child, look no further than the Academy of Warren. They have a brand new state-of-the-art sports dome field house that has a regulation basketball court, volleyball court, and a soccer field as well. Their K-8 program features small classroom sizes, futuristic media center, and free breakfast and lunch and much, much more. Enroll today at academyofwarren.net. All right, here we are back on the morning Woodward Show. Top of the hour brought to you by Bedrock Detroit, of course. Yes. Terry, Terry, I, I'm going to ramble on a little bit before I get to Alavila about oh, Miguel okay. Cabrera. All right. And I want to give you my perspective on Miguel Cabrera. I watched Miggy play in my early teens. Okay. I would say, yeah, from about... 13 to 18, 19 was prime Miguel Cabrera. Couldn't was, get any better. Best he, hitter in, in baseball. He was a Tiger. He was a Tiger. Okay. Miguel Cabrera has provided this town with arguably the best right-handed hitting we've seen in baseball of all time. And I think he's up there. I think he's top three, top four in terms of right-handed hitters of all time uh, in his career context. Miguel Cabrera is also the first individual who brought to this town a triple crown winner, the first, the first since 1967. It had been 45 years, and he did it in 2012. Two-time MVP. Should have been three MVPs, really. But, hey, we wanted to give Mike Trout an MVP. I didn't know that awards were charities out here, but here we are. Steve Nash in NBA. Should have been multiple, by the way, multiple triple crowns. Should have been back-to-back triple crowns if it wasn't for, what was his name, Chris Davis in Baltimore, yes. who was juicing up. That's not fair. Oh, whatever. What, whatever. Clutch postseason at-bats. Clutch regular season at-bats. And for that extensive period of time, six, seven, eight years, Miguel Cabrera, more than any player in baseball, and I could argue the only player in baseball during that time, who was must-watch. Miguel Cabrera was batting, you turned on the TV. Whether it was in April or October, you were watching Miguel Cabrera bat because you knew something was going to happen. 340 batting average, 40 home runs on average a year, 120-plus RBIs on average. Miguel Cabrera gave this town, forget Detroit, he gave baseball one of the greatest six, seven, eight-year stretches of a clean hitter in, in baseball history. 
He's up there with Ken Griffey. He's up there with Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth. You put him anywhere, any era, compare any eight-year stretch. Albert Pujols, when he was with the Cardinals. Compare those stretches. Miggy's there. And we we forget that why, because he's old and we're paying him $35 million and he's not hitting a bunch of dingers at his age. All right, whatever. I feel these last two, three, four years have just ruined memory or caused memory issues. Maybe COVID just messed everybody up. I don't know. I really don't. But he's currently your best hitter on this team. <laughs> Not saying much, but still. I can only remember Miguel Cabrera as one of the greatest hitters of all time. Not just Tigers hitters. And we talk about Mount Rushmore for the Detroit Tigers. You have Verlander. You have Trammell. Whitaker, you have Miggy, yeah, you have more players than that. There's so many greats, but Al Kaline, but he's up there and he's in that conversation. And I don't think anybody can dispute his legacy in town anymore. I don't care if he wasn't friendly to media or if he didn't speak the English language or if he was just a goofball or he had drinking. I don't care. I don't. I'm I going watch- to dispute that wasn't friendly to media. I think it was more media was afraid to approach because of the language barrier. And sometimes he didn't want to talk. But if you pressed him, he would talk. I had a situation where um, <clears throat> I was supposed to talk to him before a game. He didn't show up. Doesn't do the interview. So after the games, I'm like, I'm like a lot of people. Damn, this dude blew me off. This dude after the game sought me out, apologized, said, you know, he there's something happened. He he didn't get there in time, and so he didn't come to the interview. But he wanted to do it then. Um, the thing with Miguel Cabrera, you could get information out of him, but you had to work at it. You had to ask the right question. Sometimes you had to ask the same question two or three times so in other words you you had to go in there and you had to say i'm not just doing an interview i'm going to work hard to do this interview and sometimes people in the media just didn't either didn't have time or just didn't didn't want to spend the time didn't want to do the extra it took to talk to him but he talked to you I, and i thought he was very friendly when he did but the problem with him and maybe i thought what you're getting at is how come Despite everything he did, and you're right, how come he didn't own this town? Uh, to me, Miguel Cabrera never owned Detroit. Maybe because he wasn't drafted here? Verlander I, I was, think it was the, the language. He, he struggled with I'd the like language. I'd like to think we live in a world where we look past that. From well, two, you know what? I wish we did, but we don't. From 2008 to 2014, and I know we're not denying he was a great player. But I just, again, want to put it into an emotional perspective. From 2008, I was a freshman in high school. So from 2008 to 2014, two years after I had graduated, Miguel Cabrera averaged 36 home runs a year, 121 RBIs a year. He averaged 192 hits a season. And he batted, oh, what was his batting average? I can't even find it on here. 325 batting average. All of which, those averages in the eight-year stretch... We're tops in the majors. Nobody did more. 
and you stack up that eight-year period with Ken Griffey, Pujols. You want to go back Hank Aaron. You want to go back Babe Ruth. Luke, I don't care who. He's there. And for me, and again, maybe because I was young, Terry, maybe because I wasn't an adult. But that was must-watch TV. You would turn, you would find a way to get your phone opened, and s somehow illegally stream, or turn on the TV in the classroom to watch Miggy Bat at one o'clock, one o five. No, that part is true, and I believe that. He, you would stop what you're doing to watch Miguel Cabrera. I mean, if you're ironing your little pants, your little khaki pants, you're like, okay, I can put this off for three more minutes because I'm going to watch Miguel Cabrera. There were there are a few guys like that uh, in the last thirty years. I think uh, Cecil Fielder was like that. You stopped doing what you're doing when he was up the plate. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, obviously. Uh, maybe no, not really. I was going to say Prince Fielder, but no. Uh, those were the two that you stopped doing what you're doing to see what they're going to do. Because maybe uh, Cecil Fielder was going to put one over the roof. You didn't know what was going to happen, so. But I guess my question, and you came, you come from a different perspective than me. I don't think Miguel Cabrera ever owned this town. Like, Detroit belongs to him. Did Detroit belong to Verlander? Yes. And I would say it's true because Verlander, Cy Young's MVP, Right, uh, MVP as a pitcher. Uh, Verlander was drafted by the Tigers, and we swooped up Miguel early on in his career from Miami, or excuse me, the uh, the Marlins. Yeah, yeah. Miami, so, same yeah. thing. So we we sn snagged him up, and he spent a majority of his career in Detroit. And when he goes into the Hall of Fame, it'll be as a Detroit Tiger. He has spent 13 seasons, I believe, as a Tiger and maybe four as a as a marlin where he did win a world series by the way mm -hmm. and maybe miggy never took over the town because in baseball it's a little different and tell me if i'm wrong but in baseball in the regular season we pay attention to the hitters in the postseason it's all about pitching and that's where you see your max scherzer coming into the i believe the eighth inning bases loaded against the a's and strikes out the side. Zero outs. Comes in. Does the job. Justin Verlander. All his one run. Even shutouts that he had in the ALDS. ALCS. Against the A's. The Yankees. In the playoffs. You get those moments with hitters. You don't as much. Or as often. Because pitching is at such. A different level in the postseason. That you're not going to see. Typically a guy hit. 13, 14, 15 dingers in a postseason run. It just doesn't happen. So I don't I think that's a big reason why he never took over. But also I think people just really didn't understand what they had. Right? You had Victor Martinez, you had Tory Hunter at one point, you had some good JD Martinez, you had some good hitters in this town. You had Prince Fielder, Ian Kinsler. But none of them were Miggy, and I, I truly believe if I was an adult at that moment, I, I think my conversation would have been, I think we're not appreciating Miguel Cabrera enough because of what he's actually doing. To average 36 home runs, 120 RBIs, 192 hits a season for an eight-year stretch.
and bat 325 and lead the majors in walks. I mean, again, if you didn't feel emotionally attached, everyone's their own individual. I can't tell you what to feel. I just don't understand how you can feel that way about a guy that gave you an eight-year period, Terry, that no other baseball player outside of maybe three or four in the history of this game, the historic game, right? We all love the pastime, right? America's pastime. He's one of the three, four individuals to have ever done that. But there was no attachment because that, that, that to me is... You know, one of my biggest arguments I have with people about Miguel Cabrera? What's that? Al Kaline was better. That's what they would tell me. And I would say no, because I always came out, Miguel Cabrera is the best baseball player in a Tiger uniform that I've ever seen. The best hitter, you know, throughout all the pictures, but I'm talking about position players. I, I would always say that. Nope, T, you're wrong. Al Kaline. Because Al Kaline, he dug in the right field corner and he could throw a man out at second. He was a better all around player. I said, guys, that's baloney. So I, an older gentleman, was as just as confused as you. How come I don't think Miguel Cabrera ever in this town ever embraced him the way they should have. Did they embrace him? Yes. But I thought he should have been squeezed so hard that his eyes would pop out. But he's got some blemishes, and I think the blemishes is the language barrier. The media didn't go to him that much. Uh, I think in the last, just in the last five or six years, we've seen the gregarious Miguel Cabrera only because he's passed milestones and the media has had to go to him. But I think pretty much they would say, okay, I don't want to deal with this, so I'm just going to ignore him today. He also had the incident where he called a, 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 the guy fat in a, rest, in a restaurant near here. What's wrong he was going to blow up a... What's wrong with that? I'm just telling you, he was mean to a fat guy. He had it coming. <laughs> and even if he didn't, so what? People have mean moments. Hmm? He was going to blow up buildings in Florida. I think that... What, you've never been mean to anybody? Oh, I'm always mean. All right, so shut up. But that's not a moment. That is the way I live my life. All right, well, Miguel Cabrera has had moments. <laughs> Every human has moments. Yeah, but nowadays with social media, you get canceled for that now. No, you, you, so you only get canceled change. if you allow yourself to get canceled. No, no, opinion. no. Uh, Don't talk to me. Talk to the people on the Twitter. No, I think cancel culture, uh, culture took a big hit once COVID happened. Shut them I down for a little bit. Culture. I hate cancel culture. I think it's Goodbye. ridiculous. Gone. Fuck you. You think See I you. care? What did you say? Fuck you. Leave. Okay. You, and your, you and your cancel culture. Please say less. Can, can I ask why you love it? Because I don't I don't need to deal with you if I don't want to be around you. Yeah, so. it's necessary. Okay. You have the right not to deal with somebody and tell them yeah. just like don't. You're not worth my breath or my typing or anything. I'm just going to let you go. See ya. All right. All right. It's also All right. called ghosting. I think it's, it's very necessary. Good at it. <laughs> I think it's a bunch of bitches on Twitter. Uh, we got to go to break. When we get back, we will discuss a fantasy football guide heading into the season. Goff ranked 26th, I believe, among as quarterbacks. As, uh, fantasy points. Yep, fantasy points. And then DeAndre Swift near the top, projected maybe to finish first. We'll get to that that in a bit. But before we do, I got to tell you about Planet Fitness, the official studio sponsor of the Woodward Sports Network. Get to Planet Fitness, zero down, $10 a month. Your fitness is essential home of the judgment-free zone. Get to a Planet Fitness near you or visit planetfitness.com. We'll see you guys in just a little bit. 
at work, and at home. We're there with smarter security solutions, featuring complete automation with customized alerts and more. For over 90 years, we've been the company that's been counted on to protect what matters most, all with personalized service and care. Right now, for a limited time, receive a free video device plus free installation with a new home system. Guardian Alarm. We protect Michigan. When you need apparel, there's only one place to go. Big Frog in Novi. With no setup fees, no artwork fees, no minimum, and a 24-hour turnaround, you can have your whole team outfitted in no time. Embroidery, direct-to-garment, vinyl, and screen printing, Big Frog has it all in all the styles you want. So whether it's a sports team, fundraiser, school event, or corporate needs, Big Frog is your one-stop destination. Visit bigfrog.com novi or call 844-4-BIG-FROG. We don't like to brag that we are the toughest sports network in Detroit. But we do have a guy named Darren McCarty on our side. Lemieux and McCarty, who've had a good knockdown drag up. There they go, right on the wall. Baby, talking to one another. Woodward Sports. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Alta Equipment, up time matters, and that's why they have all the equipment that you need to get your big project done. If you've got a project coming up, look no further than Alta Rents. They got you covered. Give them a call today at 844-GO-TO-ALTA. That's 844-GO-TO-ALTA. Alta Equipment, where up time matters. All right, we're back here on the Morning Woodward Show, joined by myself, Terry Foster, Maddie in the building as well. Terry? Cancellation, Maddie. Cancel culture, Maddie. Excuse me. Excuse me. Maddie's going to be spreading false rumors the after the show. I don't like you. I don't like you. I'm not going to waste my time around you. That's different. Do you, do you understand what cancel culture is? Yeah. Yeah, that's completely different than you just deciding, you know what, I don't want to be associated with this person. No, how is that different? Yeah, I mean, because that's just you distancing yourself from somebody. That's not you going out of your way to make sure somebody's career or their uh, or their reputation is slandered. It doesn't have to be but out of their way, though. Reputation needs yes, that's slandered. exactly what cancel no, culture it's not. is. It doesn't have to be out of their way, even. It just happens. And then you're forward when you see Explain DMs yourself. of people Miss, saying, uh, I don't have go to guys hell, in the friend zone. Die. And uh, then after the show, culture. you admit you do. Adam is an ass. Duh. Well, that's known fact. Therefore, he should lose his job and should never be on radio, TV, or anything. That's cancel culture. I mean, he, he's got a ton of DMs of that. That's not cancel culture. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, I guess I've been living my life Kind wrong. of. 
Yeah, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. First, you don't know what friend zoning is, and then you admit after the show that, oh yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. Oh, I guess you're right, Adam. Is that, is that how she talks? Me? That's you in that moment. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. Unreal. Well, at least I have been places and have tried. That's great. I'm glad you. I'm glad you've chugged a coney dog. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. How do you chug a coney dog? I don't know. You dog. deep throat it. Whatever you guys call it these days. I don't know. It's eating. It's called eating, <laughs> dude. God damn it. It's called enjoying a meal. I thought cancel culture was just when you like get rid of somebody. No. No. Well, no. Well. No. So cancel culture on but, like, social media. You don't media. need to lose your job. Like that's fine. I just don't want to be associated with. That's just personal. But cancel culture is when a group of individuals who are just losers, yep. bitches that have nothing better like to do in their lives, go out and attack somebody uh, for a multitude of reasons. And they try to get them taken off of their platform, like what happened uh, to Nicholas uh, Henkel recently. Oh, yeah. Sure yeah, but a lot know. of times that person did something so heinous sure, that sure. They, they need but something. In some but they might not even know it when happened. When you're 13 years old they know. and you say something... Oh, yeah. 13, 14 years yep. later, you held accountable for it? Yeah. If you see something, Kick rocks. see something. Me at 13, I probably said some really <laughs> dumb things. Did you have social media at the time? I didn't, though. I did. I didn't. So there's unfortunately nothing I can date back to. But even if there was, so what? What are you going to do, bitch? What? Oh, well, they're, Adam they're said this. Yeah. Back in 2012, yeah. Adam said this. Oh, my God. How is how is he working? How yeah. is he allowed to have what a job? He can't have a job if he said that. What a bunch <laughs> of... What a bunch of... Fish, mute your mic. What a bunch of bitches. That's people crying because they're sad that you're not canceled already. I guess. Whatever. That's Sometimes those people need to be canceled. Sometimes and they I'll need to cancel some, Sometimes they do. Well, but I'm a lot of times, the, super I'm here stop. for cancel culture. I like this. Let's ruin everybody's lives. Yeah, just because your life is messed up doesn't mean you go about ruining <laughs> everybody else's. That wow. You are the definition of what those losers on the internet are. That Maddie supports it. Are you calling me a loser? Yes. If that's what you want, yes. That's that's loser, loser mentality. Sorry. I'm a winner. I'm not a winner right. either. I'm just here. 929, oh, we okay. got the Jim Harbaugh. You're here so you don't get fined? somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, 929, we got the Jim Harbaugh anti-abortion event and what his comments oh, were. Yeah. 941, basketball forecasting for Kate Cunningham this upcoming season. But, Terry, for now, a few Lions that could make headlines this season in terms of fantasy football. I'm sure most of you play fantasy football. Terry, do you play fantasy football? I do not. Ooh. I played one year and quit. That's unfortunate. Terry Foster, clap up for Terry Foster. Fish, you. mute your goddamn mic. <laughs> I just never got into it. Really? Right. Interesting. I got to get you my league. I don't you know, we'll play. Do, so we'll do we'll do a Woodward Sports League. I'm good. And how about you try it? How about we co-host a team? <laughs> how about me and you co-manage okay. a team together? We know what's that what's going to happen. It's going to be all Adam and Terry's going to have zero say. Cuz Adam's going to say, no, "Terry, no, shut no, up." If uh, I'm going to put yeah, my no. name attached to it, Al. Okay. By the way, who's the commissioner for the we you do realize Fish, that... Shut the hell up and mute your mic. I'm I didn't helping. ask you to mute your mic like four times in the last two minutes. I'm helping you mute guys. Mute your mic. Okay. Mute your mic. Mute it. Shut the hell up. Stop screaming. Shut the hell up. His mic is muted, but we can still hear him. Yeah. Shut up. Stop screaming. <laughs> Maybe Fish should be the commissioner. You know what? Honestly, that's probably what's going to happen. God. DeAndre Swift is, I think, the most notable 
prospect on the Detroit Lions for fantasy football this year. This is a guy, Terry, that could lead possibly the NFC or be top three, top five in yards from scrimmage, receiving and rushing yards. This is a guy that, if healthy, and that's always the key word with a lot of players, if they're healthy, could produce big numbers this year, especially for fantasy football owners. He could. I mean, this, that's a guy you don't trust. Uh, if he's on the field and, like you said, healthy, I like, I like him. I liked him uh, in college. He has this little wiggle, and he's powerful, and he's speedy. Um, but uh, I was reading some fantasy stuff, and if you're going to have a lion on your fantasy team, it should be DeAndre Swift. And they also listed, said that he would be one of the top 15 people in the league. Yes. As far as production is concerned. He's a top – he's the he's he's going to be a first-round pick this year. Somebody will likely take a chance on him. If not, he will be guaranteed a second-round pick. First-rounder for whoever believes in him. Realistically, the target, the goal is second-round pick with this guy. You're going to want to grab him in the second round. He'll fall where a Nick Chubb goes. He's going to be in that conversation, as he should be. And if you want a player comp, and it's not the best, but I, I hope it does a good enough job explaining at least how dynamic he can be. Terry, look at Austin Eckler out in Los Angeles with the Chargers. A guy that can run the football quite effectively. Uh, maybe not a Derrick Henry style, but he, he's effective. He can run the football, but he can catch passes out of the backfield. And he is explosive at doing that. And DeAndre Swift has that potential. And as a fantasy owner, that is one of the more attractive things to have on your team. A guy that can not only get touches running the ball, but a guy that catches passes out of the backfield, especially in a PPR league. So to give you some insight... I hold the number two overall pick in my my big money uh, fantasy league this year. Thousand dollars a team, but I, I, I hold uh, I hold the number two overall pick, and this year I am struggling on who I want to take. The consensus is Jonathan Taylor is going one. I know the guy who has the pick. We've talked. He's probably going JT. It's not even a question. So in most years it would be Christian McCaffrey. Or now, even after last season, Austin Eckler. But honestly, I might take Justin Jefferson, <laughs> number two overall this year. And that's, it's, it's a tough year. It's a tough year for running backs outside of Jonathan Taylor. Are you confident in Kamara? Is he even going to play? Are you confident in Derrick Henry coming off in a year where he was injured? Are you confident in Eckler producing again with a guy who's al always had an injury history? Are you confident in Najee Harris, who has a rookie quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky and really no deep threats at the wide receiver position outside of Deontay Johnson? So you know they're going to be focusing in on stopping that run game. And the offensive line isn't all that great. So when we talk about DeAndre Swift, and this is why, because everybody's looking at the board and they're struggling on what kind of running back do I want? Are they going to be available? But like Eckler and like some of the other guys, is DeAndre Swift going to give me 15 games this year? And if he does, he'll be a top three, top five fantasy back. Is Christian McCaffrey going to give you that? No, you don't know. And that's right. why he's a risk at number two or any pick in the first round. But it, you can't not take him at the end of the true. day. Any running back is a risk. And I would think if, if you go with DeAndre Swift, I don't think you'll pick him at number two, but let's say you did, you damn well better make sure you get another quality, dependable back when you come back around yeah i mean that that's the game right and wide receivers are easier to plug and play for production unless you have the anomalies of justin jefferson and Devontae adams a cooper cup but 
a running back that is one of the hardest positions to fill and somebody that did well at it last year that nobody expected was Cordero Patterson with Atlanta that was a guy for fantasy owners that was a godsend and running backs is a again as as we evolve in the NFL will we evolve in fantasy where instead of two running backs it becomes three receivers and a flex I think that's actually happening because back in the day you had to get your running back if you're an NFL team and then in fantasy you loaded up on running backs you had to have three maybe sometimes four but now I, I've heard of guys that, you know, when they're early in the draft, they're looking at wide receivers mostly. And then they bring in their running back whenever. So it has evolved. The running back is almost a dime a dozen. They're not as important as they were before. Um, I will go back to my conversations with James Jones, former running back with the Detroit Lions, who said that we're expendable. They don't care about that. And they proved it to him by running James Jones eight times in the first quarter of a preseason game. And guess what happened? Blues knee out didn't have the same production. Yep. So they didn't give a damn about that guy. Oof. I love fantasy football. Terry, it's an addiction. And if if my, my typical Sunday is wake up at 5 a.m., Oh, get a coffee. Yeah. Get wow. a coffee. All right. Get a coffee. Wake up to some early football talk on TV. Head over downtown. Get the Woodward Sports stuff rolling for the Lions pregame show. Once we finish that up, I sit on my couch from 1 to 11.30 at night. And I watch every snap, if possible. Okay. Every game. And, of course, we prep for the show on Mondays, but... <laughs> I am an, I am an addict, and I gladly say it. I am a football junkie and a football addict, and my wife hates me on Sundays, and she's gonna hate me this year on Saturdays too, because I'm gonna do the same goddamn thing with college football. But here we are. We're gonna go to break. You sound exciting. Oh yeah. <laughs> when we get back, oh god, J Jim Harbaugh's comments and his appearance at an anti-abortion event. Um, I want to get your thoughts on it, Terry. Uh, what it means for the program. Uh, is it good optics? We'll get to that in a bit. But before we do, i got to tell you about the Mulligan by Gypsy Vodka. 8% alcohol. Make Gypsy Vodka mixed with iced tea and lemonade. Get your hands on a Mulligan. Whether you're on the golf course or you're hanging out in the backyard with fish smoking a blunt, that's on you. <laughs> that's on you. But make sure whatever you're doing I in your life. Smoke weed now. Shut up, fish. Whatever you're doing in your life, you're drinking the Mulligan at the same time. Find it at a local golf course near you or... Visit TotalWine.com. As always, drink responsibly. Hey, this is Mr. Kearney, Chief Academic Officer of Academy of War. I want to welcome you to the brand new field house. The state-of-the-art facility has a regulation basketball court, volleyball court, soccer field. It can be used for 707 football. Our K-8 academic features, AM, PM, Lashley, small classroom sizes, Learning Street, Futuristic Media Center, free breakfast and lunch, Holton Mifflin curriculum, academic games, K-8 athletics, and more. Enroll today at academywarn.net. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapatas. Summer salads. And dip shakes. All at Big Boy. Try a chicken club, chicken cordon bleu, or sunrise ham and cheddar, all on our grilled ciabatta bread. Or keep it light with our Michigan apple, chicken Caesar, or Greek salad. And don't forget to cool off with a frosty hand-dipped cookies and cream or strawberry shake. You heard it here first. Summer just got better. Get a shot up. This is for the win. All of Detroit sports teams live on Woodward. All of Detroit sports coverage lives on Woodward Sports. Driving the best in Detroit sports coverage. Well, it's rather gloomy outside right now, but don't worry. You can still get your tan on at Chili Peppers Tanning. That is where you'll find the cleanest salons in the D with spotless sanitized rooms and trained certified tanning professionals. Join the Pepper Club for all the best deals on unlimited tanning. They'll even beat their competitors by $5. Chili Peppers has the hottest bulbs, the hottest deals, and the darkest tans. Chili Peppers tan. Terry, Jim Harbaugh in the news for probably all the wrong reasons, whether you agree or disagree with the stance. I really don't care what you think. Um, is it a bad look? And is it bad timing, bad optics? I think it's a bad look, but... <clears throat> He has that right to do it. Um, I just think it's such a... The, the abortion issue now is such a hot issue that, um, I mean, you can't you can't please everybody. This is one of those issues, no matter what side you're on, the other side's going to be pissed at you. So, as Michigan football coach, I think it's better for him to just stay out of it. Um, but at the same time, if we can't just silence people because they don't agree with us because if Jim Harbaugh was at a pro abortion uh I mean at, yeah pro abortion progressive rally, media would probably be praising him right yeah, now yeah right he'd be getting praised now but you can't have it both ways um i just think this issue is so volatile right now that as Michigan football coach is better just to stay home or just not go to a rally. I would agree with you. Uh, I, it doesn't matter um, what his opinion is. It's his. He has that right. And it's not like it's some radical opinion where he's alone. There's a lot of people that feel that way. Right, wrong, I, I, that's everyone's own interpretation. Uh, I agree with you, though. I think there are some things you probably, you know what, now's not the time. But he has every right to be at that event. And I don't blame him one bit. And if that's what he believes in, good for him. And if he was at a pro-abortion event, good for him. That's his right. 
That's your right as an American citizen to protest, to be at a rally, to support political. That's your right. That is what tens of thousands of men and women have died for serving this country. It's for that opportunity. That's your right. I, I don't have a problem with it. But, you know, you want to dig deep and look into the optics of it. Is it the greatest? No, but I, I am, I'm tired of having the conversation of, well, this player is in the media because of a political. So what's the problem? Are they just basketball players, football players, coaches? They're humans. They go home and watch the same stuff you do every night. Right. They're no different than you. They just do. They just are in a professional environment for sports. That's it. It's the only difference. And some of the things that people call political, I don't think it is political. But that's just my perspective. For instance, I don't think Black Lives Matter is political. Now, most people do. The reason I don't think it is is because it is a matter of life or death. It is, in my mind, a serious problem we have in this world. So it's world. a civil. It's a civil it's issue. It's more of a civil issue to me. Um, I grew up in Detroit at a time where we had a, a thing called stress. Stop the robberies and enjoy safe street streets. And basically, what it was, it was a white guy walking through the cast corridor. With $100 bills, you know, dangling out of his pockets, and some brother would go rob him. Often that white guy was a police officer. He just turned around and shoot him, shoot him in the head. They killed seven black guys. So that's my perspective. That's not a political thing. That's a civil rights thing. A, yeah, we shouldn't be robbing people, but B, it, it just became, it was almost like a carnival. Let's lure a black guy into robbing some white guy and then shoot him in the head. I didn't like that. Um, so to me, it's more civil. And um, we still have the same problem. I think today. there's, I, I think, again, I'm super naive. And I'm totally aware of what I'm about to say, super naive. But we live in a country that allows us all equal rights to an extent. Are there some less than others yeah absolutely there are, we have every country has problems we have our own problems we're working on it i get it but if people want to have the option to get an abortion i think that's something that should be available and provided and if they don't cool or they're against it cool but we have to remember we operate as a country not on religion not on religion that's a big big thing to understand because when you run a country based on religion you end up like Iran you end up like Afghanistan for an extent you end up like a lot of the African countries the Middle Eastern countries and you really don't have a sense of what your country is what your values are our values as a country are to respect everybody respect their opinions everybody has the right to speak up fine if you like this or you don't like it that's on you I don't care that's your right but I'm not going to make a deal because he was at an event that he supports personally. What's the problem with that? What's the problem? Because 50, let's say it's 50-50 across the board. Maybe it's more. Maybe it's more pro-abortion. Let's say it's 60-40. Well, there's still 40% of the people that agree with him. So we, we have to widen up our, our lenses a little bit and be like, you know what? All right, that's his opinion. 
And it's not like he said something dramatic where he was threatening people. Uh, all he said is that I'm, I'm pro-life. I'm pro-life, and he went on to explain why. And okay, that's fine. Like, what am I supposed to do, Terry? Kill him for it? No, you're not supposed to kill him for it. But the problem is you are the Michigan football coach, and you represent that brand. And you're going to piss off a huge percentage of your fan base. Um, Ann Arbor is one of the more liberal cities in the country. I have to believe that most people are in favor of the right for women to have abortions in Ann Arbor. And Jim Harbaugh, the head football coach, is doing the exact opposite. Nope, don't, don't want to do this. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those issues where I definitely see both sides of this. Um, yeah, I get I, it. I believe the woman does have a right if she wants to have an abortion. Now, uh, I read a sign the other day that was pretty interesting. It says uh, Roe versus Wade wasn't the uh, end of women having abortions. It was the end of women dying of having an abortion so um so that's that's pretty heavy stuff because they're still going to do it but now do you do it in a more dangerous way and i i can't get with people who say they don't care if it doesn't uh save the mother you know sometimes you could have a little thing you can have an abortion if it saves the mother they're even against that so let the mama die. What die care? I'm just so anti. Yeah, it's there's extremes on both sides, but right. I think at the end of the day, both make good points, and that's like the whole great thing about this country is people are allowed to be on a certain side of a topic or argument, and you make your case for it. But we should all eventually be able to sit down and have a conversation. That I don't is so true. Hard. Now I had an eye-opening experience when I had <sighs> my first child, uh, 27 weeks old. We did a thing called angiosynthesis, and what what it is is you took a, uh, a a DNA sample out of the sack of the baby. Celine, when um they put the needle in the sack, she was asleep. But once the needle got in there, she got all agitated, and the guy had to stop the procedure because she's trying to grab the needle. This is at 27 weeks in the womb. So she's all mad, he had to stop the procedure for like five minutes. And so then that's how I knew my child was going to be this world beater. Like she was gonna grab, you know, the life by the balls. Now they did the same thing with my son, Brandon. You know, the needle goes in, he's sleeping, he's, he likes, he, you know, is agitated and he just goes back to sleep. So then that's how I knew my boy was going to be chill. And guess what? That's exactly how they are as real human beings. So um, at that time, I started to rethink the abortion thing, and I understood why people did not want to have abortions because my kids had personalities at 27 weeks into the womb. And so that kind of shook me a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what the solution is, so I really can't offer you guys much this morning, but we're going to move on. Basketball forecast, Cade Cunningham to average 22.5 points. 
the season. 2.4. Not, not bad. <laughs> not bad if you ask me. But before we go, Maddie, you need to tell us about our good friends over at Cintron. Yes, I do. Cintron is the official energy drink of the Detroit Red Wings. They've now combined all three of their delicious flavors into a limited edition six-pack sampler box. Try Cintron's great-tasting cranberry classic and sugar-free all-in-one pack. Pre-order today at CintronWorld.com slash Red Wings. Get energized with Cintron. Let's go, Red Wings. Hi, my diamonds. It's Crystal with an X. You want to get hot and perfect like me? Here's my super easy routine. <laughs> Drink at least a gallon of water before you wake up. <laughs> Attach a weight to everything in your house. Hello? Sell your car and just sprint everywhere. Scream when you exhale. <laughs> Don't follow Crystal with an X. Do your own thing at Planet Fitness with tons of equipment and free fitness training in our clean and spacious clubs. Join now for just $10 a month and cancel anytime. Detroit's downtown summer playground is back. Open all summer long, the Monroe Street Midway. Enjoy roller skating, free Wi-Fi, food trucks, art installations, and so much more. Don't forget to take advantage of the basketball court, putt-putt, and, of course, family programming all summer long. All art installations are done by Detroit artists, and it's a fun, safe event from people 1 to 100. Go to deckedoutdetroit.com. Make sure you're listening to Woodward Sports all day long. Start your morning with the Morning Woodward Show. Spend middays with Big D Energy. Watch and listen your drive home with the bottom line. And don't forget about Woodward Bets daily. All live, all right here on the Woodward Sports Network. You've seen the bowling pins on the desk today, and those are from our friends at the Fulling Warehouse in Hamtramck. That is the home of the original football bowling pin game called Foling. They've got two ways to play, $12 open unlimited play, or you can reserve a private lane for just $120. Don't forget, of course, they have a $2 mystery beer machine as well as multiple full bars. So check it out at thefullingwarehouse.com. All right, we're back. Terry, we talked a lot about Cade Cunningham over the last six months and his progression and how we believe he could be a superstar. Even today, we talked about him being really one of the more dynamic players this team has had since Grant Hill. And my question is 22 and a, what 22.4 games a season what he's projected at. Yes. Um, is that feasible and is that really his game at least going into year 2? So the over under is he going to average 22.4 points per game this year? My guess is no. Is and it's not a slight on him, it's just who he is as a player. He will go through stretches where he'll probably average 23, 24 points a game. And then he'll go through stretches where he averages 17, 16 points a game. Uh, because I really believe this. I really believe he is trying to figure out the dynamic of winning. What must I do to win? Sometimes he's going to have to show out. He's going to have to hoist it up for them to win. But there's going to be stretches where other guys are going to be rolling. And he's going to say, okay. I, I need to feed them the ball, and I'll take what I can. Kate Cunningham, if he was a selfish guy, all about him, I would say he would average 22.4 points a game because it's more about him establishing his legacy and the way that certain people in this league look at their worth. How many points a game do I average? If I don't average 24 points or, or 25 points, I'm not doing my job. Kay Cunningham is not one of those guys. His job is to win games 
and eventually it's to be a champion. That's the ultimate goal here. What must I do to become a champion? Um, and, and a lot of people, you know, they ask me, well, how come Isaiah Thomas didn't average 25 points a game? I'll tell you why. Will Robinson. Will Robinson was an old-time coach, coach at uh, Illinois State, coach at Pershing. He was in Isaiah's ear all the time. He used to say, champ, your job is not to make yourself look good. It's to make others look good. It's to make John Sally look good. It's to make Bill Lambeer look good. And, I, and even though Will Robinson is not here, I think that same mentality is with Cade Cunningham. Your job is not to make yourself look good. It's to make others look good. So I, that's why I think he will not average 22 points or 22.4 points a game because the, the goal is bigger. The goal is not about stats. The goal is about filling up that wins-loss column with Ws. So that's the way I view it. And, um, and I know Isaiah's been in uh, Cade's ear. I don't know if they talked about that. But if they're talking about what makes a championship player and a championship team, then that subject has probably been broached between those two. I'm going to go under as well. I, it's tough for me to envision more than 22 and a half points. That's, that's something. Uh, is he capable of doing it? Yeah. Will he this year? I don't think that's his focus. I think he'll be somewhere between 20 and a half to 21.2 points a game. Five and a half to six, six and a half rebounds a game. Somewhere between six and a half to eight assists a game. That's going to be his year two stat line. He's going to be a star player. Could be an all-star this year. Uh, Cade Cunningham is going to run this team. Sadiq Bay, on the other hand, I think will get more than 22 points a game. I think that'll be your 22, 23, 24 a night guy. And then we have to see Jaden Ivey's development. Let's not forget about Marvin Bagley. A lot of people that can score to an extent for you. Uh, at least get you eight, nine, ten points a game. So there, there's points to be had on this team. I don't think they're at a stage where it's going to be Cade and Sadiq at 23, 24, 25 points a game going into uh, going into this season. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Now, I, it won't. And here's the other thing: if a guy is not getting his touches, if a guy's not getting his points outside of Cade Cunningham, guess what happens? They sulk. They don't want to play defense. They don't want to be part of the system. So Kay Cunningham has a very tough job. He's got to run this team, but I got to make sure these guys out here are happy. Um, Dwayne Casey can make them happy by giving them playing time. But if you're on the floor with your um, thumb up your nose and not doing anything, then you become unhappy. And that's where Kay Cunningham comes in. He's got to balance. Okay, how to hook my boys up but how do we beat Portland tonight? Or how do we beat Cleveland tonight? So it's, it's a tough balance for him. And he, he's going to have to learn. It's going to be a learning curve for him. Yeah, of course. And we saw it down the stretch with Cade how, how clearly he was the alpha on this team. Fourth quarter, the ball was in his hands. He was the one keeping them and potentially winning them games last season. But mailbag time. We'll go to break. When we get back, we'll answer all of your questions. Get them in the chat, whether it's for myself, Miss Cancel Culture over there and Maddie, <laughs> or Terry Foster himself. 
We'll be right back in just a bit. But before we do, I'll tell you where I got my beard taken care of yesterday, and that was at Lady Thank Jane's goodness. Haircuts for Men. Thank God, indeed. Thank God for their awesome stylist, because I know, I know, I looked like a grizzly bear. I apologize, but that's why I went to Lady Jane's. Open 10-8. Seven days a week, walk in anytime, no appointment necessary. A Lady Jane's haircuts for men. It's wicked awesome. Hey, it's Sean Jordan from the Sports Marketing Agency. And SMA wouldn't be who we are without our amazing partners. Thank you so much, Sean. You know, at Detroit Wayne, we want to serve as a resource for you and your families. We offer mental health services, substance use disorder services uh, throughout our communities. And we want to be that source and resource within the community. If you or a loved one are suffering from a mental health or substance abuse issue, please don't hesitate to call 1-800-241-4949. You don't have to go to the beach, man. You don't have to get your butt crack full of sand. You just need the little chili peppers, man, to get that glowing beach chili peppers tan. With 26 locations in the Metro Detroit area and more coming, Chili Peppers Tanning is where you'll find the cleanest salons in the D. Join the Pepper Club for the best deals on unlimited tanning. Head to ChiliPeppersTanning.com. You just need a little Chili Peppers, man. Three NBA championships. Detroit fans were there. 11 Stanley Cups. Detroit fans were there. Four World Series wins. Detroit fans were there. And uh, that one Lions playoff win in 1991, yeah, Detroit fans were there. Woodward Sports, where the fans are. OddsTrader.com is the number one site for all of your game day bets, play-by-play updates, live scores, and the best price on every game from multiple sports books. Go to OddsTrader.com right now for your best bet, or you can download their app from the App Store today. All right, we're back here on the Morning Woodward Show. Mailback time. Get your questions in the chat. Adam, when are we seeing the Shark Tank presentations for your college football fandom? Early August. Early August. We'll do it a few weeks before the season kicks off. Uh, Terry, I am going to be pitched by Spencer and Owen, along with Ermani and Braylon, on whether I should be a Michigan fan or a Michigan State fan for the upcoming season. They're going to come after real hard. As you know, as you know, I support both. I want both schools always to do well, but do you I want really to experience. Do you I do, really? I do, I really okay. do. Okay. Uh, but I, I want to experience a college football season as a fan of only one. And if I commit to being a Michigan fan or a Michigan State fan, I feel bad for the opposing fan base because I am going to be insufferable. But I, I, I think that's going to be fun. It, it will be fun. I think part of it being a Spartan or Wolverine is you have to be a dick to the other Damn right. fan base. And you know what? Look, uh, if we're honest, if I can keep it honest with all of you, I am leaning towards Michigan State at the moment because I would love nothing more than coming to work every day and talk tons and tons and tons of shit to <laughs> Ryan Romani, Braylon Edwards, and every Michigan fan here. Because we have a lot of Michigan people. We do. We do. Lots of Michigan people here. Well, so, in metropolitan Detroit, I think 65 to 70% of people are Wolverines. So I, I, I think, as of now, as of right now, as a recruit, <laughs> okay. I am committing to the Michigan, uh, the University of Michigan State. As There's of right no now. no such thing. It's Michigan State University. Michigan State University, so whatever. let's get it right. Whatever. I didn't go to college, Terry. Having said that, 
I, I think right now I'm I'm leaning Michigan State, about 65% Michigan State. I'll let Braylon and Ryan pitch me Michigan, and of course Owen and Spencer to pitch me about Michigan State, and we'll go from there. You have to understand, particularly with Ryan, you can't believe everything he says during his pitch. Uh, I don't think he I... just makes stuff up. <laughs> He's going to say I mean, Michigan's the best program in the world. Yes. When he said that, uh, what was that thing he said about that Spartan Michigan fans? State is the most sufferable fan base in right. uh, college and football you can't or whatever? Acknowledge that Michigan fans are insufferable? They're the worst in the world. Not in the Maybe USA. Not the world, no, but they're, up, they're there. up there. They're, they're up there. Worse in the world. They're That's top why, you know, Daryl Rogers caught him arrogant asses, and he Fight wasn't me. right. I mean, he wasn't incorrect. All right, it's yeah. going to be fun. Good luck with that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have a blast. Michigan fans are going to hate me. If for the season only, if you become a Spartan, everyone hates you anyways. But that's just my personal opinion. I don't take opinions from a seven-time divorcee. So (laughs) (laughs) seven times. Wow. Dang. Is that rough? God damn Damn. it! (laughs) Is that rough? (laughs) (laughs) Only one time. All right. Dude, dude, wake up and say, "Guys, what did I marry? Let me get out of this." Who has pretty much how it happened? Who has more impact this season? Cade Cunningham or Aiden Hutchinson? I'm gonna lean Cade. It's basketball. You control the game much more as the the leading ball handler on a basketball team than you do as an edge rusher. Uh, now, if it was a quarterback and Aiden, let's say, was a a rookie Lions quarterback, you can make the case, but I think it's too obvious to say it's Cade. Even if Aiden Hutchinson was a, quarter, a rookie quarterback, rookie quarterback's a lot different than a second-year quarterback. Uh, Cade Cunningham is a quarterback of a basketball team. So that's why he's going to make more of an impact. He's going to be more higher profile. Um, you know, if he is fake and he's not everything we think he's going to be, the Pistons will be a disaster. If he's what he we think he's going to be, eventually the Pistons will contend for an, uh, a championship. So I think his he's way more important than Aiden Hutchinson and will make a bigger impact than Aiden Hutchinson. Fair enough. Adam, when you go to a restaurant, do you yell at the employees? Never. <laughs> never. No, I work. bark and no bite. Don't worry about him. I never yell at anybody. Even if they mess up my order or they mess up the food, I don't care. Like, I worked in a restaurant. Uh, early teens, I hate people that do that. Like, if you're a friend of mine, and you like lash out at a waiter or waitress, I, I will on the spot fight you. Cancel culture. I hate that. Cancel culture. Shut the <laughs> hell up, Maddie. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Oh God. Other, what other questions do we have in the chat, Adam? Do you you really don't want to pick a side? You just want to check people that have. I don't know. I kind of want to know what it feels like. I want to know what it feels like when. You're leading up to the Michigan-Michigan State game, and you're all in on one side. I want to know what that feels like. But maybe I'll, I never will experience it fully because it's just not my alma mater, neither school. I never went to college well, so, most or graduated, people, I should most say. Most people who are Wolverines didn't go to Michigan. Most yeah. people, you know, that's just, that's why they call them Walmart Wolverines. So it's not if you went to the school, it's if you had the passion for that school. If you... Um, feel like you're one of them that's the thing you don't have to go to school there fair enough who on the woodward sports staff would win a three-point contest i want to say kool-aid or jeff 
It'll come down to them. It'll come down to those two. The, the, those would be my top two. Am I wrong, Maddie? I'm thinking. I'm processing. I think it might be cool because he's more of a pure shooter. I think Jeffrey does a lot of other things on a basketball Jeff's court. white, so I'm sure he's got a nice free throw shot, you know? So I'm sure that wow. translates out to the three-point mark. He's fundamentally sound. Right, fundamentally sound. Sure. Right? Has has good arc on shot, right? Releases his wrist. Just saying. Stereotypes um, kind of matter right now. Are you talking cool or Kool-Aid? Kool-Aid. Kool okay. would crush him. Koo is like one of Who's the better. Who's not Woodward Sports though? Yeah, Koo is just a front of the front of the network. But yeah. he's here now. <laughs> I guess Koo would crush crush everybody in a, in a three point contest. It wouldn't even be close. But oh, no, one on one, Kool Aid might win because <laughs> you you could throw some of the other aspects of your game in there. Detroit versus everybody. No, I haven't picked a team yet. I am leaning Michigan State right now for the season, but that is to be determined. I'll announce I it. I think you need to early keep it wide open. Yeah. Go 50-50 right now and then let these oh. goofballs Ryan Len says that's him. Ryan, if this was a cornhole tournament we're talking about, you'd be my first choice, buddy. Ryan, aren't you a baseball? You've, you've played yeah, baseball. Yeah, he loves baseball. Man. No, yeah. he Eats crushes cornhole. Does he? Crushes. Sober or intoxicated? Is he even of Old age? enough? Yes, can he is. Can you play cornhole drunk? At you a can high play level? anything drunk, Terry. I know, but can you play at a high level? Depends on the person. Depends are you a functioning alcoholic? Depends on the booze. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we're out of here. That's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Terry. Thank you're the you. best as always. Everybody, have a great rest of your day. And Fish, shut the hell up as always. And you're not Thank that you. bad. Go away, Glenn. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.